It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Thursday morning, and it's an awful nice Thursday. Man, oh man, March is really coming in like a lamb. 30s and maybe 40 on Sunday. Nice temperatures uh, in the morning. Just be careful because uh, the moisture out there is uh, turning a little slippery ice if you're walking around the countryside and the, the sidewalks or the driveway or the road or whatever the case may be. Be careful out there. Thursday morning at the shank of the day. It's chore time, baby. Bob and Jill with you. Jill slept in yesterday. Were you calving at all yesterday or uh, not? No, I was just checking on things. Oh, good for you. But you got two on the ground. Yep, two of them. All right. So we got more coming. We got about 50 more to come. Uh, 55 more. All right. So we got we got some work to do a little early for Kevin, unless you got the right kind of facilities. But, uh, again, it's uh, it's getting to be that kind of the time of the year as temperatures are warming up. We got uh, things to talk about. We'll discuss a little bit what's going on in Chippewa County with the milk haulers. Uh, milk haulers are not happy. Dairy farmers should not be happy in Chippewa County either because uh, you know what happens with costs, where they get passed on to, and the buck stops here on the dairy farm. And again, this is not finalized. The Chippewa County Board will have a board meeting on March 14th, about 6 o'clock, to take up this issue and vote on it, or whether they're going to put a $100 per truck fee only for commercial milk haulers, not gravel trucks, not anything else, just commercial milk haulers and discrimination, uh, smells of a lawsuit if it goes on, and it's a sticky situation. But uh, we'll talk more about that as we go along this morning. Also, the uh, Wisconsin, well, Milk Marketing Board, now it's known as Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin, it's time to nominate farmers to serve on the board of directors And March 31st is the deadline. We'll tell you more about that as far as the districts and the counties that are involved in that as we go along. And uh, what else we got going on? We got every weekend we got a meal someplace, don't we? Don't we have another meal that's happening this weekend? Yeah, there's an all-you-can-eat pancake breakfast. It's sponsored by the Chippewa County 4-H Horse Program. And that's on Sunday from 8 to 1 at the Village of Lake Halley in Lake Halley. All right. So you can so, go f- filled up with pancakes again. Boy, I know it. I like those breakfasts. They're, they're good, that's for sure. And, uh, again, we got uh, other things going on. What you say? The Beef Council is going to be uh, in Eau Claire today going to different hamburger joints? Yeah, they're doing a beef uh, burger promotion. Good. So I'm going to hook, I'm gonna catch up with them and... And uh, talk about, find some the best burgers in Eau Claire. Yeah, there are some good ones in Eau Claire. So, and uh, they are all over the area. So, again, some of these good local joints, awfully good burgers. So, we got lots to talk about. We'll get to the markets. And uh, the Class 3 price for February came out. We'll mention it. It's uh, not what we'd like to see. So, again, we got uh, things to talk about this morning. As uh, we look at the weather, that's not bad either. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Partly cloudy today. High should get into the low 30s. 19 tonight, then around 40 tomorrow on Friday. Saturday, 37. And it looks like Sunday and Monday we've got chances for precipitation. And, you know, this time of the year, mixed. We saw that. We saw some sleet, some pellets, a little snow. And uh, that could be what we're looking at Sunday and Monday, but uh, upper 30s. 
And then Tuesday, back to partly cloudy, partly sunny with a high of 36. Right now, it's 24 degrees in the valley. Again, looking to get to right around the freezing point all over the area today. On Wax, on a Thursday morning, 24 degrees, it's 5 o'clock, about a minute after, actually. This is 104.5 FM, WAXX Eau Claire. Time for some news. NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. About 50 million Americans are bracing for severe weather in parts of the South today. Forecasters are warning of 80-mile-an-hour wind gusts and baseball-sized hail in parts of Texas, Louisiana, and Arkansas. Cities including Baton Rouge, San Antonio, and Houston may also see record-high temperatures soaring into the high 80s. President Biden has named his nominee for Secretary of Labor. It's my honor, and I mean it sincerely, my honor to nominate Julie Sue to be our next Secretary of Labor. While speaking from the White House, the president said Deputy Labor Secretary Julie Sue has spent her life fighting for workers' rights. She called on the Senate to move her nomination quickly. Sue has served as the Deputy Secretary since 2021 and previously served as California's Labor Commissioner. Two likely candidates in the 2024 GOP race will be skipping the CPAC this week. The Conservative Political Action Conference is underway near Washington, D.C., and former President Donald Trump will be the headlining speaker. Also attending will be his only announced challenger so far in the Republican race, Nikki Haley. Likely contenders Ron DeSantis and Mike Pence are skipping the conference and will instead be attending an event in Florida. The governor of Ohio is praising the people of East Palestine and those who are working on the recovery from February's train derailment. Brian Shook reports. Governor Mike DeWine spoke at Wednesday's briefing as he and his wife Fran spent the day in the town. DeWine commended residents for their resiliency and expressed his gratitude for the recovery efforts by those from federal and state agencies. He said he understands people want to return to how their lives were before the derailment. DeWine assured residents that everyone will be there with them until the job is done. I'm Brian Shook. And a Chicago police officer has been killed in a gunfight on the city's southwest side. The officer died Wednesday night after being shot multiple times while responding to a domestic call about a man with a gun. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And once again, we're into March in case you hadn't checked your calendar lately. And temperatures... March coming in like a lamb. Again, we're going to be in uh, 30s, upper 30s, right on through. Good share next week. Chance of precipitation Sunday, Monday, and depending on where you are, could be mixed precipitation, so be aware of that. But uh, I don't think anything that's going to cause a lot of problems weather-wise, like they were talking about uh, down south with all kinds of problems down there, we'll, uh, we'll take this. Pretty nice start to March. Rice Lake's 20 right now. Medford's 18, 22 in Wausau and Marshfield. 30 in La Crosse, 28 in Green Bay. Madison Sun Prairie at 34. Milwaukee, the warm spot, they're 38 here in Eau Claire. Chippewa Falls, we're 24 right now. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And let's get at it. The market's brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance and Jill, the cash livestock. Choice-fed beef steers are 160 to 170 with mixed at 138 to 159. Choice-fed beef heifers are 160 to 172 with mixed at 133 to 159. Choice-fed Holstein steers are 133 to 150 with select and silage-fed steers, 108 to 132.5. Cows are 72 to 109 with bulls at 90 to 112. 
Butcher hogs are 40 to 65, with sows 55, 51 to 55 and a quarter. Boars are 19 to 30, 120 to 155 pound. Shorn market lambs are 135 to 148. There's no quote from the unshorn market lambs. Feeder lambs are 150 to 280. Ewes are 75 to 250. Small goats are 170 to 205. Medium goats are 130 to $215. Large goats are one hundred sixty to four hundred sixty dollars, and nanny goats are fifteen to two hundred forty dollars. Yeah, look at the rest of our markets pretty much down across the board as far as livestock, as far as uh, dairy products. Uh, not uh, not a good day yesterday. Grains were a little higher, but uh, not much across the board. Livestock futures lower. April live cattle one sixty five twelve down thirty five. June one sixty sixty down seventy five. August. 159.67 down 57 in October at 164.10 down 25. Feeder cattle for March 188.30 down a dollar and a half. April 193.85 down 122. May feeder cattle 199 even. That's down 62. The August contract at 212.62 is down 55. And September feeder cattle down 25 at 215.10. Lean hog carcass contracts April down 22 at 84.95. May down 87 at 93.52. June $100.80. That's down at 92 cents. And July at 103.07. Down 102. On the Board of Trade, markets rebounded a little bit after a week of falling prices, significant falling prices as well, but there's still concern about those big South American crops. Let's look at the July contracts as we start to get into the new year. Corn for July overnight up two cents at six twenty-eight. The oats one to two higher at three forty. July wheat down a fraction seven seventeen. Soybeans up a penny at fourteen eighty-five, and meal up eighty cents at four sixty-one eighty. Dairy across the board lower. Barrel cheese down three and three quarters, one fifty-five and a quarter. Blocks down a penny, a dollar ninety. Butter down seven cents at two, at two thirty-eight. March down twenty-eight on the class three prices at seventeen seventy-five. April down eight at seventeen fifty-nine. May down fourteen at seventeen ninety. June down thirteen at eighteen forty-five. July down sixteen at nineteen oh two. Also coming out yesterday. The February class three price seventeen seventy eight. We'll talk more about that as we go along. We're also going to talk uh, about the issue in Chippewa County with the milk haulers, because uh, milk haulers not happy with uh, some of the proposals coming out of the Highway Commissioner's office in Chippewa County. A proposed fee based permit for commercial motor vehicles that haul milk in Chippewa County only milk haulers. You know, anybody hauling LP or gravel, nope. But uh, they're looking at a permit which includes a $100 per truck fee targeted at commercial hauling vehicles, hauling milk only. And that's a Chippewa County fee. What happens if the townships say, oh, we can charge a fee too? So <laughs> townships start charging $100. How many townships you got in Chippewa County? 15, 20? I don't know. All of a sudden... $100 turns into $1,500 or more. And is it discriminatory only against the milk haulers? It's a situation, milk haulers, obviously, in Chippewa County. And what's going to happen uh, other counties? Pick this up. We know the roads need a lot of attention. There's no question about that. The milk haulers know that. Everybody knows it. But why single out the milk haulers? We'll talk to a milk hauler. It goes a lot of roads in Chippewa County next here on WAX. 
Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Some proposed changes in how milk haulers use the roads in Chippewa County being proposed by the Highway Commission in Chippewa County. Wayne Myron is with me. Wayne and his family, longtime milk haulers that uh, do a lot of hauling milk in Chippewa County. And uh, Wayne, as you understand it, what is this proposal coming from Chippewa County and how does it affect not only milk haulers, but it's going to affect dairy farmers as well in Chippewa County? What's up? Not not 100% sure. Um, uh, with the, the proposed uh, road bans obviously come out each year, we're supposed to get permission, I guess, from each of the townships and counties that put up the thing, but we've kind of been grandfathered in. People understand our job that we have to get the milk called every day. It's a perishable product. Um, usually the road bans come up, they're five to six tons, and my trucks empty are seven tons on, like, say, the front axle alone. Obviously, this proposal would make it pretty much impossible on some routes, obviously, to haul the milk on these banned roads. What are they actually calling for in the county? You've got to get a permit. It's going to affect, uh, like you said, your loads that uh, getting milk to the plants? Yeah, so basically it would be a permit. What they propose is $100 per truck that would go on any of the posted roads, so to speak. Originally, the meetings were discussing, you know, trying to cut our loads kind of in half to save on the roads. Well, obviously, you know, our, our drivers are running 10, 12-hour days, and to try to run a 20 to 24-hour day is impossible. We don't want to start dumping milk or whatever, but that's kind of the, the ultimate end to this is, you know, I just I really don't have the answer. I don't know how we're, you know, we're, we'll be basically running illegal one way or the other, whether it's hours or, or the weight. And uh, to my understanding, people like the state patrol are already, before any of this stuff is going on, are already monitoring you very, very closely. Yes, we've been uh, been pulled over more this year, this last year, I guess, since uh, Kelly had proposed to kind of enforce these, you know, rules. Um, sometimes I've even technically been underweight on trucks, but because of technicalities with not enough uh, load carried on a certain axle, you get turned into a quad axle, and it all of a sudden you're 6,000 pounds over, even though, or 3,000, I guess, over, even though the whole truck itself was underweight. So it's kind of, I don't want to say the word harassment, but it's kind of turning into that, I guess. Now, this $100 proposal, which the county board will actually vote on March 14th, is only against milk trucks. You're not talking uh, gravel trucks or any other trucks that haul heavy loads in the county, right? And that's the complicated part, because the, the county board obviously had set a fee, meaning, you know, for overweight permits, for, say, you were hauling a house or something, you know, it wasn't really intended to be for milk trucks. I know they are looking into trying to lower that fee or, or even eliminate it because obviously, you know, that was not the intent of that, you know, the commissioner kind of come up with the overload, you know, whatever permit or whatever, and that ties in with their previous uh, fee structure. But As you look at uh, going forward with this and, and what you might be facing, this could spread uh, to other counties as well and make milk hauling a pretty scary operation in the spring. Well, and that's really what this all boils down to is the roads and the damage to roads, which, um, you know, it's obviously multiple factors that do it. I, I really feel there needs to be more funding for the roads itself so we could actually be carrying 
more weight in the future as there's less drivers and and uh, you know farther between farms. You know, we got to be as efficient as we can. I guess I don't I don't know how to say it, but yeah, every spring we've always been. I guess, uh, let to do what we need to do, I guess. And now all of a sudden it's, it's technically, I guess it is a law that we have to have written permission from anybody that puts on the road bands. And for me, I mean, I go through multiple counties and townships. It would be basically impossible to try to get permission from every single township, county, you know, whatever that posts these roads. As far as Chippewa County, though, specifically right now, which is, looking at this at least, whether it'll go through or not, we don't know. The county roads is what it would amount to. The townships, are they on line, on board with this? Are they aware of all this? And, uh, you know, they've got to be on, otherwise you're going to be, you know, on the state highways and the town roads and not the county roads. Yeah, so, I mean, the, the county is the one that came up with this, you know, the, the fee or whatever, you know, and that's what we're concerned about, obviously, is like I said before, most of the counties or towns would let us do our job because we have to pick up the perishable product. The only other option is to, to dump the milk, which nobody wants that. Um, but yeah, the, the county, uh, I don't know how to, how to say this exactly, but anyway, if, if they start this with a hundred dollar fee, what's to stop the next county and the next county or the next town, you know, from this just snowballing into the whole state pretty soon, it's who knows how many thousands of dollars or whatever just to get fees to be able to haul milk, which you know, in turn, it's the other option is to dump milk or park trucks during spring thaw. You know, that I guess that would take care of the road issues, but that doesn't help uh, our industry out. And again, that's Wayne Myron. The Myron family been hauling milk for over 50 years in this part of the state. And uh, it's, a, it's a deep concern, that's for sure. The townships, as we said, they're going to put out a $100 fee if Chippewa County does. Going to go to other counties and other townships and... You know, the meeting is March 14th at the Chippewa County Board at 6 o'clock when farmers are milking cows. So, again, get a hold of your uh, county board member in Chippewa County and uh, let them know your feelings on this because uh, it'll have an effect, no question about it. Wayne Myron, thank you. We also talked to Brian Kelly, the highway commissioner. We'll get some of his comments tomorrow. He's the one kind of uh, proposing this thing, came up with this proposal, it sounds like. So uh, we'll get a hold of, uh, we got a hold of Brian and talked to him yesterday. So we'll hear from uh, some of his comments and uh, why he said uh, the idea came to him. So uh, again, it's a very important issue in Chippewa County and potentially around the rest of the state. 18 minutes after 5 o'clock, we've got some farm news to look at this morning here on Wax. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And again, Northside Elevator bringing us the uh, farm information. And we'll get the Northside Elevator grain prices in both Loyal and Arcadia as we go along this morning. But dairy's in the news this morning. Besides milk callers, Joe, what else? So the Wisconsin all-milk price for January was $22 a hundred, $1.30 less than December, and $1.40 lower than last January. It's also one of the lowest January prices among the top 24 milk-producing states in the U.S. All-milk price in January was $23 among all those states. All-milk price was $23.10. 21 of those states had a higher price than Wisconsin, with only Iowa and Kansas Kansas having a lower all milk price. Florida had the highest January milk price of twenty seven dollars and ten cents a hundred. 
and also released yesterday was the February Class 3 milk price, which was $17.78. That was $1.65 less than the January Class 3 milk price of $19.43 and $3.13 less than last February's price of $20.91. Milk prices are forecast to be down this year and probably won't reach the Class 3 average price of $21.96 that we had in 2022. All right, more news coming up. A busy morning here trying to get 10 pounds in a 5-pound bag, and uh, we'll do our best. Coming up, we're going to talk soybeans. Tony Mellenson from over in uh, O'Galley, Dunn County, area, been active with the soybean growers. We'll talk to him about what's going on. Caught up with him down at uh, the Corn Soy Expo, uh, oh, God, a few weeks ago now. He's next. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. A young man has been very involved in agricultural issues, especially for the soybean industry, Tony Mellenson from the O'Galley area. And Tony, you've been involved in uh, dual membership on some very important soybean boards. Take us back to when you got started on the boards in the state and national and, and how. Sure. Uh, thanks for having me on, Bob. So I got started. I was a DuPont Young Leader, which I guess now is called a Corteva Young Leader. Um, I went through that program, and after I went through that program, I was asked, to run for the Wisconsin Soybean Association Board, which is the policy board in the state. So I, I ran for that, got on there. Uh, I was on that board for a few years, and an opening came on the United Soybean Board, which is the national checkoff board. And I threw my you know, name in the ring there, and I got on there. So for three years, I played two different roles, uh, a board member and, for one of those years, uh, president of WSA, and also a director at USB, which sometimes is difficult because WSA, like I said, it's policy. It's all about policy, um, not politics, policy. And USB is all about checkoff, and there can be no mixing of the two. So anytime I was at a USB um, function, I could not talk about what was going on uh, policy-wise at the state level. So, And there are a lot of organizations now with our commodity organizations. Let's talk about you're on USB, Wisconsin Soybean Association, Wisconsin Soybean Marketing Board, and others. Take us through why we need all those and what the uh, responsibility that each board has. Right. So it can get kind of confusing. I will admit that. So Wisconsin Soybean Association, that is your voice in Madison and D.C. as a Wisconsin soybean farmer. Lobbying. Lobbying, yes. Uh, we call it advocacy because uh, people don't like the term lobbying nowadays, but we call it advocacy. Um, and then Wisconsin Soybean Marketing Board, that is at the state level using your checkoff funds at the state level for research, um, promotion, things like that. And then there's the United Soybean Board. And that's the national checkoff. And so each state, depending on the um, bushels of soybeans that are grown in each state, get a certain amount of directors. Um, I'm one of three from Wisconsin. The most a state can get is four. And at that, that's the national checkoff. And it's important to also note that when a farmer pays their checkoff, half of it goes to their state and the other half goes to the national level. So how does it break down for the checkoff amounts. We know in the dairy industry, we, we always had that middle nickel. Is that going to go state? Is that going to go federal? How does it break down? So how much does the state get? How much does the United Soybean Board get? It's one half of 1% of the sale price split to the two organizations. And uh, then you have approximately how much nationally on the United Soybean Board to work with? So 
we have seen an uptake, uptick excuse me, in checkoff funds with the uptick in soybean prices. There's no doubt about that. Um, we're st- they haven't quite gotten marketing year collections, but it's going to be probably around that $130 million. That's a lot of money to work with, but there are a lot of jobs you need to do. Let's talk about some of the things you're, you're working with. Infrastructure needs. We always hear about things. The late Bob Carls wanted to get a plant here, a biodiesel plant in Wisconsin, uh, nationally port facilities and things like that. What are you doing infrastructure-wise around the country? We're doing a lot, and what I talk about is just going to scratch the surface. So every you know year, multiple times a year, we meet, and the group I'm on is infrastructure and connectivity demand. So we are essentially looking at where our infrastructure is, where our infrastructure needs to be to accomplish our goals to make soybean farmers more profitable. And right now is a great, great time to be a part of that because it's very dynamic. We're seeing a shift from exporting whole soybeans, and we will still export a large share of whole soybeans, but crushing more soybeans domestically, and that changes our demands both both uh, inside the nation and at our port facilities on what we need to handle. We need to be able to move meal and oil more efficiently. We need to be able to export meal, and that really creates a very interesting dynamic when it comes to infrastructure. Some very... Uh, um, recent successes we've had, we were able to fund a $2 million study about the lower Mississippi. This was a couple years ago, but we were able to fund that. That study got done uh, to show the economic impact of increasing the navigable depth in the lower Mississippi from 45 to 50 feet. So check off dollars, soybean farmer dollars, $2 million. That project got funded at the national government level. And it was over a $100 million project. So only $2 million of it came from our checkoff funds. But we were able to fund that study and leverage more funds that were out there. We're- are you done with that now? Because uh, we still hear that uh, there are places in the Mississippi River not deep enough. We've had to go from 40 barges to like 20 or 25. Right. Uh, we're never done. Uh, if anyone tells you you're done, they should not be in that position because you are never done. Right now, we are doing some things with broadband where it's a very similar uh, scenario where you can leverage a small percentage of money and get a lot of federal dollars. As far as the Mississippi goes, I know there were some issues, just plain lack of precipitation and navigable depth, but that doesn't explain all of it. There are, I mean, our waterways, our, wa- our infrastructure, and a lot of it, our waterways, is what has given us the competitive edge over our competitors historically. And we may still think there's some infrastructure issues in Brazil, and there are, but that gap has narrowed tremendously. So for um, Wisconsin soybean farmers or United States soybean farmers, we we need to refocus on infrastructure. As far as the Mississippi River, Tony, getting back to that specifically, how many hoops did you have to jump through? I mean, there are so many committees in Washington to get that funding. you got your waterways committee, you got your agriculture committees, export committees. How many committees do you have to work with, and how do you, how do you get them all on the same page? It's kind of like herding cats. Right, and so that's where we have the dynamic between the organizations. So United Soybean Board, we cannot go to D.C. We cannot speak to those committees. We've simply funded the study. And the study showed how important and the benefit of doing that project would be. And then we handed off on the national level the American Soybean Association, which the Wisconsin Soybean Association is a part of. Um, the American Soybean Association, they do the legwork in D.C. I cannot speak specifically to the committees that it had to go through or how many hoops, but I know it was more than one or two. And uh, I think it's important to farmers say, what am I getting in return? And... Uh, you work with that, and, and some numbers just came out of how much 
farmers are getting back for their checkoff. Right, and so since soybeans are a federal checkoff, it is mandated. We have to look at the return on investment every five years. A study was recently done, and for every $1 in checkoff funds, the farmer receives back $12.34. So it is a, you can do the math on the return on investment there, but it is a great, great investment for the United States soybean farmer and the Wisconsin soybean farmer. Now we're looking at a new farm bill. As you said, you can't lobby. The United Soybean Board can't lobby. But what are some of the issues you might be working on to develop information that the American Soybean Association can take to members of Congress to point out the importance of, uh, of things like crop insurance and export values and things like that. Is that a priority or is that something you leave strictly to ASA? Somewhere in the middle. How about that? Uh, I wouldn't say it's a high priority, but a lot of our studies are not funded based on that in mind, but ASA is able to take the data and the research from that and take it to Capitol Hill. Some of it um, even goes non-farm bill issues, but like the RFS, um, we do a lot of studies on biodiesel, renewable diesel, what that means um, not only for the U.S. soybean farmer, but we'll, we also just, another one that came out, you know, there's the food versus fuel debate, and undoubtedly that's going to get brought up. Well, we did a study with Purdue University, and bottom line is crushing more soybeans and using the oil for um, renewable diesel has actually a net negative effect on food prices, or a net lower effect on food prices by lowering the price of soybean meal so your livestock have a cheaper feedstock and it lowers the price of that protein. And again, that's Tony Mellenton from the O'Galley area, young man who's very active with the Soybean Association, very well-spoken, very knowledgeable, always impressed when I uh, hear Tony speak. He's got his facts in order, and I think uh, bigger things in the soybean world for him going forward and wherever else. He's a very sharp young man, no question about it. Tony Mellenton from uh, United Soybean Board from over in the O'Galley area. Another guy that's going places, Rocky, over at Premier Livestock, next on Wax. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And Rocky Olson does join us from Premier Livestock over in the Withy area. You got your spurs on, getting ready to show off some of them horses at the big sale tomorrow, Rocky? You betcha. a boy. He's got a 10-gallon ten, ten hat, and you're ready to go. You bet. Just getting the chaps oiled up now. So. <laughs> Good for you. Well, before you do that, uh, tell us what's been going on this week over at Premier Livestock. Uh, thank you, Bob. Uh, good morning, everyone. This is how uh, yesterday, Wednesday's dairy cattle auction shaped up. We sold almost 300 head of dairy cattle yesterday. Uh, market was strong. Quality was very good. Top ends, uh, Holstein fresh cows uh, brought 2,000 to 2,800. Uh, many other cows from 1250 to 1975. We had some excellent quality Holstein spring and heifers. Uh, those better heifers selling from 1,500 to 2,000. Uh, had a really nice uh, registered red Holstein breed bull at the sale yesterday and he brought 2800 uh next week we got two and they're getting kind of hard to find we got two very nice tie stall herds uh both longtime ai herds both retirement herds uh like i said uh Mostly Holsteins, but the second herd's got some really, really fancy Jersey cross cows in it. Uh, also, uh, we sold a dairy, and they've been bringing us all their heifers as they spring up. They're going to have a full semi-load of 38 Holstein spring and heifers, uh, all freestyle adapted, headlock adapted, AI-sired bred Angus. Uh, also coming up next week, Tuesday, that's going to be our special feeder cattle auction. Lots and lots of top-quality cattle. Uh, we'll also be selling bred beef cows, and we're expecting around 800 to 1,000 head of feed 
feeder cattle. Full list of those consignments on our website. Quick market recap for the week. Uh, once again, been a good market. Uh, fed uh, Holstein steers 140 to 152. Choice B steers and heifers 145 to 159. Market cows high yielding from eighty six all the way up to a dollar eleven on the cows. You've been waiting to sell some cows. Better get them into town here pretty quick. Here, guys, most of the cows seventy five to eighty five. Market bulls high yielding from ninety five all the way up to a dollar seventeen. Newborn Holstein bull calves mostly a hundred to hundred and eighty five. Beef calves mostly from two hundred to four hundred. Don't forget big machinery auction coming up here March twenty fourth. We're still accepting consignments, but it's definitely time uh, to get your consignments in here soon. Uh, although saying that, uh, like I said, no equipment deliveries this Friday. Uh, due to our horse auction, we're going to have over 300 horses. Probably will hardly get you in and out of the parking lot, so please don't bring any equipment on Friday. Uh, any questions, give us a call, 715-229-2500. Uh, lots and lots more information on our website at premierlivestockandauctions.com. And Bob, that's how it shaped up. Sounds good, Rocky. Uh, have a good one. We'll maybe you. see you tomorrow. All right, sounds great. There, there he goes. That's Rocky. We're at Premier Livestock and with you. What's the weather going to be for the horse sale? Or anything else you want to do? We'll find out. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Had a nice Thursday morning, but some folks still wear stocking caps. <laughs> Wonder who that could be. Let's check in with Mike Dandry over at Skywarn 13. You got your hat off yet? Well, I do, but, uh, Bob, it's almost dipping into the teens outside now. Oh, yes. Well, <laughs> that's the first part of March. What do you mean? It was 24 here a few minutes ago. Well, it's dipping now. It's 22. Oh, well, that's a long way from the teens. Two to three degrees. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> you, you tell me you go outside, and if it's three degrees above, and if it's zero, you feel a difference. That's right. Isn't that something? <laughs> But uh, but really and truly, as we've been saying the last couple of days, March is coming in like a lamb, and that's not going to change much. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Today is uh, kick-starting a pretty quiet weather pattern in the wake of yesterday's precipitation that really, towards the I-94 corridor, and especially further towards the south, didn't really amount to much, only .9 inches uh, in Eau Claire. Otherwise, for today, mostly cloudy. We'll have a few peaks of sunshine, of course, with highs in the low to mid-30s. And tonight, a few clouds hang around. We may get some partial clearing that could drop us down into the upper teens, but most of us are expected to hang out into the low 20s for our overnight lows. Tomorrow, a little bit more sunshine than we're expecting today, but still clouds remaining dominant. Highs into the upper 30s. And for Saturday, a little bit of fog possible, mostly cloudy, maybe even a few flurries into the afternoon. Highs still into the mid to upper 30s. Sunday, we have a good chance of hitting 40, but that also brings our next chance at precipitation, likely uh, mixed precipitation later Sunday night. That carries into Monday, kicking off the new work week with highs into the upper 30s once again before things quiet down and cool off just a hair, still right around our averages going into the middle of next week with a partly sunny sky on Wednesday and highs in the low to mid-30s. But as I mentioned, 22 degrees right now and a mostly cloudy sky. Very good. Thank you, sir. Absolutely. And uh, just for uh, the sake of argument here, wind chill, 14 degrees. Got to throw that in there. Well, you didn't have to. <laughs> just to make you feel better, Bob. <laughs> All right, we'll do it. Now i got a reason to wear a hat. <laughs> yeah. See you later. Absolutely. Have a good one. We'll do it. Mike Dandry over at Skywarn 13. And, hey, farm show's coming up. Don't miss the 59th annual Eau Claire Farm Show, March 7th and 8th at Menard's Chippewa Valley Expo Center. Show hours 9 to 3.30 both days with free parking and free admission. Exhibitors from all areas of agriculture will be there, plus health clinics like cancer screening and blood pressure checks. Bring in water samples for well water. 
water testing and get a coupon for radon testing in your home. Also, don't forget the FFA silent auction and the annual Aggie Awards. It's the Eau Claire Farm Show March 7th and 8th at Menard's Chippewa Valley Expo Center. And don't forget, stop by the wax booth. We've got some gift certificates from Marika's Gouda to give to you, so stop in and sign up for that. But before we uh, do any of that, we got to get to the newsroom. Morgan McCarthy, you going to stop at the uh, farm show, maybe? Yeah, planning to. In fact, Good. we stopped at Marika yesterday. Yeah, so I was that- out there. Uh, was it yesterday? Or the day the day they opened. What? Uh, they op- they opened the 28th. Tuesday, yep, yeah. so you were there a little yeah, ahead of us. But yeah. yeah, they have a beautiful new store. And, oh, isn't it nice? Yeah, and Grace wasn't stingy with the samples. I think Alex got in line two or three times <laughs> to try some of that. So we went home with quite a haul. He's got good taste. Yes. More than, more than cheese. <laughs> oh, how about that? There you go. Speaking of cheesy. There you go. All right. Go for it. You're a Gouda man, Bob Bosel. We're going to start with headlines that keep us pretty close to our area. Good morning. Uh, here's what we're learning today. Some overnight action and now a suspect in custody following a shooting on Eau Claire's west side. Sheriff's office says the shooting happened at a home on Birchwood Lane in the town of Union. Dozens of police cars, ambulances all racing to that scene last night, as did Eau Claire's SWAT team. We're continuing to wait for details this morning about who was involved. As we look to other headlines in the area at the Capitol today, the focus will turn the page on reading as lawmakers will talk about that today and how to teach kids to read. The Assembly and Senate Committee on Education will hold a joint hearing to look for solutions as to why so many kids in Wisconsin public schools can't read or write at grade level. Test scores showing two-thirds of kids in our state are behind in reading. State Senator John Jagler will lead that hearing today, saying reading is the key to every other piece of learning. As we look into other headlines, you can't milk an almond, and that's nuts, right? Literally. And Wisconsin Senator Tammy Baldwin back on it again with a bipartisan co-sponsor to reintroduce that Dairy Pride Act. Sounds like that this time. But it's a little bit different this year because we're introducing it in the wake of Food and Drug Administration guidance that I'm very unhappy with. And I know the dairy farmers of Wisconsin are, too. So the Dairy Pride Act simply tells the Food and Drug Administration to do its job and enforce the standards of identity for dairy uh, products. The FDA recently issued guidance that non-dairy food items may be labeled with dairy terms, including milk. Well, away from the cold glass of milk, and maybe you can mix a mean brandy old-fashioned. You could want to take it pro. Connell Supper Club's restaurants back up for sale. Longtime owner there uh, sold the clubs in Chippewa Falls and Fall Creek in 2021, and they're back for sale again. And that's both locations, the Chippewa Falls and that Fall Creek location. And just a day ahead of Friday Fish Fry here in Wisconsin, aren't we? you got to go back to the barn before you can go out for those cocktails. It's with Bob Bolsel, Jill Welke, and your Midwest Farm Report on Wax, 104.5. Very good. We will uh, talk to you later on. It's a date, my friend. There she goes. That's Morgan in the newsroom. we got 20 minutes before 6 o'clock. Still a lot of chores to do. And we've got lots to do, as we said yet this morning, and uh, we're going to get at it right now. We talked earlier, just mentioned that the Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin, that's the Milk Marketing Board, nominations open for folks to serve on the board for the next uh, three years Jill, what's the latest? Because every year there's obviously about eight or nine districts, but there are always some in our area. What's the latest? Well, there's eight districts open, and the nominations are open through March 31st. So we have District 1, that's Ashland, Bayfield, Burnett, Douglas, Iron Rust, Sawyer, and Washburn counties. District 4 is Barron and Polk counties. District 7 is Clark County. And District 13 is Buffalo, Pepin, and Pierce County. And that's open till March 31st. Now, what do they send their nominations to? It's uh, 
Department of Agriculture, Trade, and Consumer Protection, I believe, runs these uh, runs all these elections, right? Yep, I would just Google the DADCAP website, and it should have a drop down to find it. All right, and March thirty first is the deadline. March thirty first is the deadline for nominations. All right, so uh, get that done to nominate somebody in those districts, and we'll keep reminding you of that. Very important to serve on that. Uh, Milk Marketing Board, the Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin. We've got uh, more coming up. We'll get to it, but uh, looking for some good cattle. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. We've got markets to get to almost 14 minutes before 6 o'clock. But, uh, Jill, there are some other things coming up uh, meeting-wise today, right? Yes, Chippewa County Dare Promoters are having their annual meeting today at 1130 at the Back 40 Dining and Cocktails in Bloomer. And there's a forage management meeting today from 1 till 3 at the WTC in Independence. And tonight, if you've got nothing to do, head on down to Osseo 2. Alcivia's having their Beef Producer Seminar today down at the Kings Valley location starting at 6 o'clock. All right, so plenty to do. The road shouldn't be a problem getting there. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's 12 minutes before 6 o'clock, 22 degrees out there, and it's time to hear from Brittany from Barron Equity. For fed cattle, our high-yielding choice Holstein steers were 135 to 149.50, choice Holstein steers were 120 to 134, and unfinished steers and heifers were 119 and down. As for cull cows, the top 20% sold from 85 to 94, topping at 98, 60% sold from 60 to 84, and the bottom 20% sold 59 and down. For calves, our quality beef calves sold 100 to 188, quality Holstein bull calves were 50 to 100, and light and poor quality calves were 49 and down. Our next sheep, goat, and small animal sale is March 18th. If you have any questions or would like someone to come to your farm to look at livestock, please contact us at 715-537-5618. This has been Brittany with your Equity Baron Market Report. Thank you and have a great day. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's time to head south and see what's happening at Sparta Equity from Market Manager Hut Eman. Fed cattle selling steady to stronger with the highly choice beef steers and heifers, 161 to 170, topping at 174. Choice and select beef steers and heifers, 150 to 160. The beef and dairy cross steers, 150 to 165. The highly choice Holstein steers, 142 to 150. The choice and select Holstein steers, 131 to 141 with the unfinished steers. Heifers and heavy steers, 130 and down. Cow market steady with the highly cows, 88 to 98. The cutters and utilities, 72 to 87. With the low yielding and canner cows, 71 and down. Bulls steady, most bulls bringing 95 to 110. With the thin, full and bulls over 10 discounted at 94 and down. Just a reminder, our next sale will be Thursday, March 2nd, for our special dairy and feeder cattle sale. Dairy cattle starting at 12 noon, followed by feeders at 12.30. This is Hot Aimer at Equity Logic in Sparta with this marketing update, and we thank you for your business. For those who work in acres... Not an hour. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And more market. Let's get over to Equity Stratford. Jerry Fitzgerald is with us. Morning, Jerry. Did you get any snow yesterday at all? Well, Bob, and a good morning to you. Yeah, we had a little bit of 
I don't know, aggravation, I call it. But this morning, <laughs> before we do stuff, is uh, I've been uh, watching some stuff on social media here. We got a late last night or sometime, we got a little thin coat of ice, and we got a little bit of snow on top of that in some place. So it's very deceiving out there. So be very careful. Good boy, or good idea. Be careful anyway this time of the year. That uh, ice sure. is always there. Well, right. how are we doing? It's Thursday already. What have happened over at Stratford this week? All right, Bob, thank you. We'll tell the folks about yesterday, Wednesday's auction here at Equity Stratford. And we'll start with the feeder cattle sale yesterday. Lighterweight beef steers are selling mostly from $1.45 to $1.82. Heavier beef steers, $1.18 to $1.65. Lighterweight beef heifers, mostly from 123 to 165 Heavier beef heifers from $1.15 to $1.55. Holsteins, about all weights of the Holsteins yesterday from 90 to 125 Into the market auction yesterday, uh, cow market continues to be very, very strong. High-yielding, fleshy Holstein cows yesterday, uh, selling from 90 to a dollar, topping at 103 on some high-yielding beef cows. Uh, the majority of the cows this week so far have been selling between 69 and 89. Thinner cows, like carcass cows, below 68. On the bull trade, better quality bulls are selling in a range from 93 to a dollar 10. Fed cattle yesterday, choice grading Holstein steers uh, from 128 to 143. High yielding choice, strictly prime Holsteins, 144 to 149. Select under finished cattle, 124 and below. On the calf market, good quality Holstein bull calves on yesterday's auction, mostly from 100 to 215. Uh, limited demand on these separate calves, 30 and below. And good quality beef calves continue to be in good demand, 175 to 350. And we are at Thursday. Our auction will start this morning at 11 o'clock. Full marketing day here with, uh, of course, selling market cattle, uh, fed cattle, bulls, and baby calves. We'll get to those after the noontime hour. And, uh, Bob, uh, before we go, I just got a little comment here on what you were talking about before with these milk callers and all that situation. And, folks, you got to remember, years ago, 40, 50 years ago, when a lot of these town roads were built and maintained, we just had these single axle trucks, and now you got the heavier trucks. And, uh, you know, the the local townships have seen some increased money for transportation aid, but unfortunately that has not kept up with what it costs to maintain all these roads. No, that's for sure. The uh, federal government, the state government, uh, you know, they got to step up because townships are responsible for maintaining their roads. And, yep. uh, of course, you got to get the milk to the marketplace, so uh, it's a challenge charging the yep. fees charging the fees more or you know i don't know it's uh well, anyway, you know, they've uh, got the state patrol out there stopping them you know they called the state patrol and said you know can you start uh, checking these trucks so uh truck caller the milk callers are very frustrated right now and the county board has a big decision to make on march 14th and if they allow will it spread around who knows planting the seed it uh who knows it's going to be interesting to follow this but uh it's uh, right now a lot of folks are on edge, that's for sure. Hey, you have a good one. We'll talk to you in the morning. You too, Bob. Enjoy the day, and folks, again, be careful. And, uh, well, we're, what, getting, are we going to have some sun today, maybe? Melt some of this stuff away? Yeah, we'll have a little sunshine. Oh, okay. I mean, in Wisconsin here. Yeah, we'll have a little sunshine in Wisconsin. Thanks, Jerry. Jerry Fitzgerald over at Stratford. And our market's brought to you by Synergy Co-op at Ridsland on the Board of Trade. Markets uh, on the board yesterday were a little higher after a week of falling prices, but still worried about that big crop coming out of South America, bean and corns. Looking at July, July corn overnight up two at 628. The oats one to two higher at 340. Soybeans one cent higher for July 1485. Meal up 80 cents at 461.80. And wheat down a fraction at 717. Country elevator prices. 
Northside Elevator, Loyal Location, corn's at five eighty six with soybeans at fourteen thirty six. Arcadia, corn six dollars, soybeans fourteen forty one. Wheat and grain, Chippewa Falls location, corn's at five eighty four with soybeans at fourteen thirty eight with Connorsville, corn five eighty four and beans at fourteen thirty three. On the DTM screen, golden plump, corn today six oh five, Baldwin five ninety two, beans fourteen thirty five. At Duran, five eighty seven on the corn, fourteen thirty on the beans. Mondovi and Elmwood have corn at five ninety two. Soybeans at Mondovi, fourteen thirty five in Elmwood, fourteen forty. Fall Creek, five seventy eight on the corn, fourteen ten on the beans. Osseo, five ninety seven and fourteen forty. Elk Mound, five ninety three and fourteen thirty six. Sparta, five eighty seven on the corn, fourteen twenty one on the beans. Ellsworth, five sixty seven and thirteen ninety. Ethanol plants, Boyceville, six oh four. Stanley, five ninety four to Richmond, five eighty six. Barrel cheese down three and three quarters, one fifty five and a quarter. Blocks down a penny at one ninety. Butter down seven at two thirty eight. Class three prices, March seventeen seventy five. That's down twenty eight. April down eight at seventeen fifty nine. May down fourteen at seventeen ninety. June down thirteen at eighteen forty five. July down 16 at 19.02. And again, yesterday, the February Class 3 price came out. Official price, 17.78. And that's a look at our markets brought to you by Synergy Co-op. Partly cloudy today. Should see a little sun. Temperature high, right around freezing. Not bad. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed and Montovi. And the Chilson family of brand dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadar. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com. Hey!